listening to the Skylight Books podcast series. We are a general interest independent bookstore located in the Los Feliz neighborhood of Los Angeles, California. This year, because of the coronavirus pandemic, we've had to close our store and cancel in-person events. But Skylight is your neighborhood bookstore, and we are finding ways to create community even while we're far apart. In the coming weeks, we'll be putting out lots of new audio content to help you discover new books, connect with authors, and check in with your favorite booksellers. To learn more about how you can help keep Skylight alive, please visit our website at skylightbooks.com or check out our social media accounts on Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to the podcast on Podbean, iTunes, and Spotify. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Hand Cell series. Uh, Skylight Podcasts. I'm your podcast producer and co-host Mick Kowaleski, joined again by my co-host Maddie Gobo, events manager. And we are joined for this episode intro by Eve. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Eve. Hi. <laughs> Love having Eve on. Uh, so this is technically the seventh episode of the Hansel because. Earlier this week, we had a very special Hansel episode uh, that you didn't hear us for, but was posted. You should check that out. Eve's on that. We'll talk about that later. Um, but for this episode, pretty big news this week. Um, we started doing curbside pickup. We're back in the store, getting you guys your books. Um, yes. Thank I, you. Can I, can I read the rules of, of curbside pickup? Please, please. Okay. So, you know, we love rules here. Uh, mm. As booksellers, we love them. Um, but we especially love them when they're in place to keep us safe. So we really hope that you um, pay attention and follow these rules and um, everyone will be happy. So just so you know, we are accepting phone orders and offering curbside pickup from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. every day. So after 2 p.m., if you call and want to pick up your book, no one will answer. <laughs> um, <laughs> We would also request that you wait until you get a confirmation email that your order is ready before you show up, uh, because if you show up early, it won't be ready and you'll be sad. So please wait for that email. The last thing is please wear a mask when you come to pick it up. Um, we will be wearing masks. There's a very clear procedure about how to do pickup without um, contacting physically the bookseller that you're getting your books from. So. Um, the number one most important thing is to wear a mask and to give us our space. Um, and we will get you your books and you will get to take them home and put all of your germs all over them. And it'll be great. <laughs> In the safety the... of your own home. <laughs> yes, th those are the rules. <laughs> so. And thank you in advance for abiding by them. We appreciate your support during this time as always. Just all trying to get through this very difficult transition as smoothly and as chilly as possible. Chill Lee. Does that Chill? have does that have Chill? three L's? 
Uh, yeah, it's it's two L's followed by a hyphen followed by an L. <laughs> got yeah. it. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, and then Mandy, we're gonna hear back from you, I believe, later on for a conversation. Yes, so my conversation in this episode is with the fantastic Tara Marsden of Wolfman Books up in Oakland. Um, Tara and I go way back. We were booksellers together at the Booksmith in San Francisco, and um, I just love um, to see where Tara has gone. Um, she's been part of this really cool uh, small used bookstore and art space, or it's new and used and art space. Um, and they just do, they put on some of the best events in the Bay Area. They put out a fantastic magazine. They publish books. Um, they're like just so cool. They're the coolest kids. Uh, I just want to hang out with them all the time. I love Wolfman. Um, and yeah, and Tara's really real. You know, she's she's been in books a long time and she has a really good kind of nuanced perspective on the book industry right now. So um, Hope you guys enjoy that conversation. Yeah, looking forward to that. And before we, we get to that good stuff, uh, Eva, I wanted to talk to you about your little hand sale special earlier this week because you had a conversation and uh, the listeners might have already listened to it, but, but for the people who didn't and are looking forward to the hand sale on Saturdays, uh, tell us about hand sale episode six. Uh, well, I talked to Mandy Harris-Williams, who is an artist, writer, um, theorist that has been dealing with the topic of social media and the ways that like white supremacy is upheld through that medium. Um, she's been uh, championing this project called Brown Up Your Feed for a few years now um, and has most recently started this book club on this book called Algorithms of Oppression by uh, Sophia Moja Noble, who um, it's this text that Mandy has been in conversation with for a few years now. And now that they're like the programming director of the Women's Center for Creative Work, there's, I guess, more of a, a conscious collective um, book group being started to uh, collectively read through algorithms, algorithms of oppression and uh, understand it. Yeah, you could find more information about it on the Women's Center for Creative Work website. Um, and the first uh, meeting was this past Tuesday, I believe, the 19th. Do you know when the next one's going to be? I think it is the 26th and they're going to be reading the first chapter may 26th and this is a reading group that's going to be meeting until august so they're really going to be digesting this book but yeah it's really exciting all right yeah so definitely check scroll back through the feed and uh find Hansel episode six with even mandy williams all right before we go before we get to the uh uh meat of the episode what have you guys been have you guys been able to do any reading during the <laughs> curbside transition or <laughs> what's what have you guys been doing what do you got how, how have you guys been relaxing this past week uh no i'm still not reading i'm still watching real housewives same as last <laughs> week um I, I watched crimson peak last night which was really fun i love that movie uh totally just insane uh costume wise and and production wise what a beautiful strange thing to look at 
I don't know that the plot lives up to the imagery, but that's fine with me. You just described, you just succinctly summed up all of uh, Guillermo del Toro's filmography. (laughs) (laughs) Love him. (laughs) Love Guillermo. Uh, My, I also similarly haven't been able to read, but my friend curated this film series like very short film series so i watched it last night um and one film that i really liked is this like short documentary on this person's dad who died of cancer um who they were estranged from and it's really beautiful and experimental and it's called a fucker a fighter a wild horse rider Dulce Clarkson, um, and it's on YouTube if you look it up. And it's only like 15 minutes, but it's really impactful. That sounds awesome. Uh, I'm like you two slackers. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I've been one of the only ones not involved in the curbside pickup, so I've had the space and the mental capacity to read. And uh, after I crushed uh, In Cold Blood, I'm following it up with Jeffrey. All right, I'm going to butcher this again. I know we just went over how to pronounce this. <laughs> Like, literally two seconds before the episode started. But Jeffrey, you, Eugenides. 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 So close. <laughs> I'm, reading, I, I'm reading The Virgin Suicides. And uh, it's honestly kind of a, a, a pretty good companion piece to In Cold Blood. Um, just how, uh, you know, sort of like the inner workings of a small town or a small community. Um, yeah. The dark effect. side of suburbia. Would yeah, you- exactly. And then Cold Blood's like rural, but it's still like the same theme, honestly. Do you consider them simps? You mean, uh, you mean it- the, the narrators of Virgin Suicides? The collective narrator? Yeah. Wow. Actually, that's pretty spot on. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not super far into it yet. Maddie, you've read it, right? The narrator's oh, yeah. a simp. Well, okay. <laughs> I just, to be honest, I just learned that simp is an acronym uh, oh, really? yeah. I thought it was short for like simpering, like, yeah. Like, oh, mistress, please put your foot on my neck or whatever. <laughs> but, but it's actually, it's actually an acronym and I'm going to get it wrong. It's something like, well, I know that the M and the P stand for mediocre pussy, but huh? I don't remember what the, <laughs> what the S and the I stand for. <laughs> oh, we're getting blue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so uh, I don't know if it totally applies because, you know, I don't really want to talk Someone about the quality of putty, pussy of the, the virgins, but. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I think it's applicable. I think it's if, applicable. Maybe we should stop talking. We're going to have to put a <laughs> label on this, on this intro if we go any further. But uh, I think we've already made it. But. All right, we'll stop now. We'll stop there. And uh, we'll we'll get to the episode. Thank you guys for being here, and uh, Maddie will hear from uh, we'll hear from you later. That's right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the latest episode of the Hand Cell. I'm Maddie Gobo, your events manager uh, here at Skylight Books in Los Angeles. Um, today, I'm delighted and thrilled and honored to welcome Tara Marsden of EM Wolfman Books. Hi, Tara. Hi. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. So nice to see your face because we're actually friends. I know. I was like, I was reading the email you sent again and I was like, wait, is Maddie the one 
interviewing me or <laughs> I was like, I just want to have a Zoom chat with Maddie. I so, uh, yeah. <laughs> My email was like super formal. I was like, please, I would like to request your presence on this podcast. <laughs> with one of our booksellers. And I was like, I assumed the whole time it was you. And then literally this morning I was like, wait, is it a different bookseller? What do, uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's me. It's me. No, Don't worry. <laughs> happy to see your face. <laughs> I'm sure the other booksellers at Skylight are absolutely delightful. We are big fans at Wolfman, but yeah, happy. They are delightful. They're just busy with other stuff. Too. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, can you first kind of introduce our listeners to Wolfman, um, what you guys are about, what you do, where you are, all that stuff? Yeah, definitely. Um, so Wolfman Books, also known as EM Wolfman General Interest Small Bookstore, um, is located in downtown Oakland um, and was started six years ago by Justin Carter, um, who is an Oakland-based like artist and writer and editor and designer and all of the things. Um, and he started it six years ago as mostly just like a you it was mostly used books and his intention it was mostly used books out of his personal collection um and he was starting it mostly because he really wanted to have like a community space in downtown Oakland like the intention was less so about the books and more so about offering a space for folks to meet and collaborate and like communities to find each other um and Justin has a history of working in books he's worked at uh, I believe Dog Year in San Francisco was where he was before that. Um, so it just felt like a smart way to like open a space and invite people into it and just like have weird events and, you know, weird collaborations begin. Um, and so originally it was just him, uh, you know, all day, every day. And then after a couple of years, he started bringing on staff. Um, and so now there's, I was one of the earliest staff um along with my coworker Jacob and now there's five of us um yeah there's there's five of us um and it went after after around three years it went from being just a bookstore to also being a publisher um so we published our first book I think in 2016 um and you know now we've put out dozens whole dozen <laughs> maybe a dozen uh, of books and t-shirts and tote bags and posters and bumper stickers and the whole thing but in a, in a whole magazine we started a magazine which you've written for yes. um, multiple times um yeah and which I saw carried at Skylight last time I was at Skylight and was so excited to see Yay. it out in the wild um so yeah so we publish things we host things uh we sell books but we do a lot more than just sell books so yeah I love Wolfman. Um, you guys are making some of the coolest stuff. Uh, I think the New Life Quarterly, which is your magazine, is just chock full of like amazing content. And I've actually like made friends with people who were published in that magazine. Oh, right. That's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I met my friend Maya through uh, mm -hmm. a New Life Quarterly release party. Um, yeah. So, you know, I think Wolfman is doing amazing work in what you're putting out, but also in like the people you're bringing together. Thank you. Yeah, you were in our inaugural issue, actually, with That's fiction. Right. Fiction, oh, yes. yeah, the rare, the rare short story. <laughs> yeah, a very rare site at Wolfman, so yeah, <laughs> but it was too good to pass up. <laughs> well, uh, Tara, you have had a, a long and storied history in bookselling. Could you tell us about your, your journey? <laughs> 
Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, like many folks in the industry, I got my start at one of the big box stores. I got I started at Barnes and Noble in uh, Roseville, California as a 19 year old. Um, and I basically was just there every day being really annoying um, until they and just being like, pay me to be here. I'm here every day until finally there was actually a job. And then they started paying me to be there. Um, yeah, and I moved on to, well, I moved to San Francisco and got a job at Books Inc. in the marina, um, which is where I met Liz Freeman, who you've been interviewed on this podcast. Um, we both worked at Books Inc. Um, back in the day. And then from there, I went to the Booksmith in the Hate, which is where I met you. That's right. Um, and so I was at the Booksmith um left books for a while but can never really stay out of it for very long kept trying to have like quote-unquote grown-up jobs and you know don't like those don't want those <laughs> I really think that like booksellers are a specific breed of human who like once they're in it you can't really like get out of it <laughs> you try and you always end up back which sounds dark but I mean that in a positive way <laughs> like we're just attracted to the industry um so yeah, and so I ended up kind of like being in publishing and trying some other things and then came back to Wolfman in 2017. I quit my like gross office job and was like, eh, it's the end of the world, you know, you know, who just got elected and everything's garbage and I want to die a bookseller. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I got hired at Wolfman and that's where I've been ever since. <laughs> Beautiful story. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just curious, like, what do you think it is that has kept you coming back to bookselling over and over again? Um, I just, that's a good question. I wish I knew the answer to that question, really. But um, it's just, it's like the thing that I care most about. Once you know what it's like to have a job where you actually genuinely care about what you're doing, it's kind of hard to do those other jobs where you only maybe care about what you're doing 10% of the time. So, you know, I just, there's something so, and I, I don't know, everyone says this, I don't want to sound corny and so whatever, but like bookstores are just like where I have all of my best memories. Like they're where I go when I'm lonely. They go, they're where I go when I'm scared. They're where I go when I'm happy and want to meet someone and want to bring them to a place that makes me happy. Like they're just, they really are a special place. And I've met all of the best weirdest people there. And I just, it's, I don't know, it just feels right for me. And I think, like I said, there's just, for some people, that's just where we're supposed to be. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah. I just, I want to sell books. I want to, you know I just want to know what other people are about and I don't know connect in that way so. yeah yeah I agree with all that I mean I think I think for me a big part is the people like that mm -hmm. bookstores are are these great spaces but they also are they attract specific kinds of people yes. <laughs> um, like as booksellers and also as customers um, yes and and that's like what is really rewarding to me is like getting to connect with those people yeah exactly yeah um, well, let's talk about kind of the state of Wolfman now um, in light of the shutdown. Um, how are things going over there? Do you guys have any cool initiatives going? Um, what's the vibe? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so we, uh, yeah, we've been closed since 
um, I think March 13th. I was there when we made the call. It was actually right before uh, Governor Newsom uh, announced the shelter in place. So um, or actually, I think it was the Bay Area first, actually. So we started first on Monday that week. But, um, you know, things were really slow. I think people were already afraid. People were already starting to, like, you know, not want to be out in public. And we made the sad call that, like, we just couldn't stay open during, you know, with that going on and so um yeah we closed and it was really surreal because we've never been closed for more than a week like ever um you know and so yeah i don't know now it's been two months which is crazy but um yeah so we've just been like adapting during that time because at first you know of course we thought we would just be closed for three weeks um and now we're just you know we all just keep finding out that it's another three weeks and another three weeks and another three weeks um but in that time we've adapted. So Justin, um, the owner has, you know, started going in to fulfill online orders because like I said earlier, like we're a publisher and all of our, all of the books and things that we make are online and available. Um, and so we have such a great community. They really like have been showing up and ordering a lot of our stuff, whether it's the magazine or our new shirt or whatever, um, through our web store. And then we also, partnered with the Ruby, which is a co-working space in San Francisco. Um, that's mostly for um, like women and non-binary people and people of color. Um, and they do great events normally. And we've been the bookseller at a lot of their events um, when they, cause you know, a lot of writers, local writers use that space to, to write their novels and their books. Um, and so we partnered with them to have like Ruby recommends. And so their titles, are also available on our web store now. Um, and we also in April, regardless of all of this, like April is always our anniversary month and we get really stoked and we always throw ourselves a birthday party. And unfortunately we couldn't do that this year, but we still launched our fundraiser um, where, uh, you know, it's our sixth anniversary. And so we've been really going hard on the 666, trying to get people to donate either $6, $66, or $666. Um, and at each of those levels, you get a different reward. Um, and so many people have been doing that. It's been great. Um, and we decided under the circumstances to extend that. Normally that would just be in April, but we're still doing it now in May. Um, so folks can still donate and get a cool poster or bumper sticker if they feel like it. Um, and yeah, so we also just decided, you know, it's hard for us because we're such a small bookstore that we, we don't have an inventory system. <laughs> like we just know what books we have. Um, and we, <laughs> we swear to sell them. Um, but I decided, you know, I, I mean, we decided together if we wanted folks to be able to shop at least some of our picks. So we now also have our um, staff picks and our store's bestsellers up on, on our website as well. And folks can order through the website um, to get those shipped directly to their house. So, yeah. Nice. And what does the future of, of Wolfman look like right now? Are you guys hanging in there? Like, you're gonna have we to- We are, yeah. I mean, it's interesting because um we are hanging in there we're making enough to at least pay rent like we're you know we're in there we're doing it and our community's really supportive but um we have this has initiated conversations that i think are really important not just with us but i think i've been seeing that you know around you know the world like i think we're all kind of talking about like we don't want to just go back to normal like and we're not going to be able to anyway so like what 
is going to be the new normal? Like what is like the post quarantine world going to look like? And in like this time that we're resting and pausing is a time to really think about that and maybe come up with like a new vision for what that is. And so as of right now, there's no, absolutely no like plan in place to make any major changes, but we have been having those conversations about, you know, our location and the changes in downtown Oakland and like, you know, our feeling of where our community is and what our community needs. And also the way Wolfman has changed over the years from being just a bookstore to also a publisher. Um, and, you know, we're also making the move towards being a nonprofit. We're fiscally sponsored right now as a nonprofit. So um, that's been a big help over the last couple of years. Um, and we're, we're really excited about the idea of partnering with other local organizations and like other artists um, and collectives. And so, you know, we used to share space with Unity Press, um, which uh, started with Jeff Chung and Gabriel Ramirez. And um, they were like a queer, they are a queer skateboarding artist collective, just amazing thing, you know? Um, and they moved out of our space uh, at the beginning of last year, but it was so nice to share space with them and um, to have these different communities come in. So all these like really just like dope, creative, like queer skateboarding artists would like come through Wolfman and discover Wolfman and like vice versa. Like people would go in to our store and be like, what's upstairs? And it would be like, you should go find out. And they would go up and, you know, use their risograph and they were just such a great community resource. And I really think that like that showed us so much about what's possible when you share space with someone else who has like a similar but not identical, you know, vision. And so, you know, we've been talking about what it would look like to reach out to them or to reach out to some of the other like collectives um, and artists and folks that are doing amazing work in the Bay Area and that's a conversation we've been starting. Um, so there's no like official plan, but we're really excited about the idea of maybe sharing space with those people um, in the future and partnering with them on initiatives and community efforts or events or whatever that looks like. Yeah, I really like that because I think indie bookstores are in this unique position where we're businesses, but we're also community resources and, and um, we're able to work on this like hyper local level mm -hmm. that like a big chain or Amazon isn't able yeah. to do, yeah. um, and we can create these like really cool partnerships uh, and, and collaborations um, that bring things to our community that nobody else could do. Totally. Um, so that's, that's very exciting to me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's the thing. I think that's what I was trying to get at earlier, maybe not super articulately, but like, I think what makes bookstores special and like, you know, not like I don't fetishize books. Like I very freely get rid of books. Like when everyone was talking about Marie Kondo getting rid of books, I was like, who cares? They're just objects. But like what matters is like the people that you connect with through them. And I really think that there's a strong overlap between the book community and like the arts community. And I feel like that's kind of where Wolfman's existed at the intersection for all this time. And I, I don't know that I see that as often it's not like I feel like a lot of bookstores are bookstores and they're book people and that's like what they're about and that's dope like that's not a criticism of them but I think there are a lot of opportunities to collaborate with other folks doing arts and culture and you know with that shared interest 
Yeah. So kind of thinking more broadly, um, I, I like to kind of talk about what we imagine as potential futures for the book, the book world, the book industry, book people in general. I mean, our industry is definitely going through some very painful changes, um, both as a result of the shutdown and just generally speaking. Um, so I wonder if you have ideas about that. And like, I mean, it sounds like Wolfman already does, but mm -hmm. you know, what, what do you see when you imagine kind of like a more equitable, better functioning book industry? Like, I mean, that's such a big question that I've spent the last 10 years of my life thinking about for sure. Um, but I don't know. I mean, yeah, I do think this is a time to dream big. And I do think that, you know, people love, I mean, I don't know. We have this idea about small businesses and, and, you know, them being different from corporations. And of course they are, but I think that that erases some of the inequity that, you know, people who work in small businesses experience, like the differences between management and uh, staff. Um, and I really think that the future for book selling, because we're all so invested, we're not just like workers and managers, like we're, I feel like every person that works in a bookstore for the most part is invested in the store and should be treated as like a partner in that. And so to me, like, the future should be like cooperatives, like worker cooperatives. And there's some stores that are already doing that, that I think like are doing great work. And I think like we haven't gotten there yet. And it's not, I mean, I, I feel very, very lucky because at Wolfman, it, it feels that way anyway. There's like, we like decisions aren't made without staff meetings and you know, we're very democratic in that way. But I think like the future needs to be cooperatives and needs to be like an equal investment of all parties like you know abolish bosses honestly is what I have to say <laughs> but like I just think like and we need I don't know if it's like I don't know I, I I think we need maybe like again on this theme of like grouping things together like each individual business by itself is maybe struggling but I think like an idea I've been seeing come forth in like the arts communities is like culture centers and like nonprofits like starting to band together and create cohorts and I really think the idea of like creating cohorts that share resources um is a possibility that could lend itself to us finally getting healthcare or like livable wages and um because yeah that's the thing about booksellers we're all addicted we all want to be part of the business but like how many of us can afford to make $15 an hour for the rest of our lives, you know, like, and, or, you know, whatever it is in your state, but like, you know, in California, um, we're lucky if it's $15 an hour, you know, and, and most of us have MFAs, like, you know, like people have PhDs, like these are people that have like, you know, such specific knowledge and should be treated as such, you know, um, like just to be treated like as, knowledge bearers and culture bearers and um you know when i worked in the publishing industry you know every person that i worked with i mean we were making thirty thousand dollars a year and every person that i worked with either had parents or a partner that were paying their rent basically because you can't who can do that in the bay area you know right. um and so yeah i mean these are big problems 
I'm not necessarily offering solutions, but I think that the way of the future is us banding together um, and sharing what resources are available. Yeah, I mean, I think I would agree with that because, you know, we are, we are actually a very small industry, you know, like I know so many other booksellers and, you know, booksellers talk and publishing <laughs> people talk and like, there's this, there's this whole network of connections across companies and bookstores already um, that it, and, and people stick around for a really long time, yeah. even if they're being mistreated um, at particular businesses. But I think that the structures are already there for us to be um, in solidarity with each other. And uh, it's just kind of a, a matter of like doing the work. Um, yeah, absolutely. We all know each other. And I think that's what we've been thinking about is like, wait a second, like we all know each other. Like we could, we could have this conversation together, like, and not just on Twitter, but like, you know, like directly with each other. And I think that could really actually yield um, just something better. Yeah. yeah. Book people love to talk. We love to talk, but it's all happening in the DMs. It needs to come out. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's a great place to stop. Um, I have one last question for you, Tara. What are you reading right now? Um, thanks for asking. I will be honest and say that like the first month of quarantine, I read so much. I was like, ha, yeah, finally I get to sit at home with my cats and read all day. This is amazing. But for the last like six weeks, once it became clear that I was locked in here indefinitely, reading became really hard. Um, yeah. So I've been kind of lingering over three books for the last six weeks. Um, I start, I was reading The Corner That Held Them by Sylvia Townsend Warner. Have you seen that one? It's like about like a nunnery during the Black plague in England and <laughs> yeah that sounds so good it's it's really good like I only stopped reading it again because my attention span is kind of you know fucked right now but it's it's definitely satisfying um you know I feel like I, I feel like I needed to tell you specifically because I was like who else wants to read about nuns during hey! the black plague and I was like Maddie yeah. Gobo like <laughs> so I've been reading that um I'm reading The Mermaid the Witch in the Sea by Maggie, oh, Maggie. I know I was so excited because I had pre-ordered it you know six months ago or whatever and then it came in the mail and I was like oh my god like I didn't know at the time how great it would be to receive books in the mail uh in the future <laughs> so that came it's delightful Maggie's a genius um I already knew that and you know she doesn't disappoint so I'm I'm in that one right now as well and it's really sweet so <laughs> uh you said three books oh I did you're right I'm also reading um after the Future. This one's my pretentious book. That's why I've almost left it off. And then I remembered <laughs> I already ratted myself out. So I'm reading After the Future by Franco Berardi. Um, and it's like about, it's a, a critique of the 20th century and our like obsession with the future um, and like futurism mm -hmm. and kind of the way that like early futurist movements, like early 20th century futurist movements, like inevitably led to like either fascism or like leftist totalitarianism like our like progressive like all the, the progress leads inevitably according to him um from like the idea of utopia into living in dystopia um and so he's kind of advocating for like moving beyond the future as a concept for um 
you know, political, like just not, not framing everything in this futurist concept, um, which is funny because this whole podcast, I feel like we've been talking about <laughs> our visions for the future, but that's kind of why I picked it up because I was like, I'm really interested because I do think that we, or at least like, you know, speaking as someone who like, you know, is interested in like leftist movements and activism, like we do talk about the future a lot as being this place where we're going to end oppression and you know, and a lot of these like systems that are violently hurting people. And so what does it look like to have that conversation and have it like located here and now and not always displace it to the future? Um, so yeah, I've only, I'm, I'm, you know, a couple dozen pages into that one, so I don't have the answer, but okay. I'm well, also reading you, that one. Yeah, once I got one. it. Once I hear what Variety's got to say, then I'll let you know. <laughs> Great. And we'll stop talking about the future. Yeah. Because it's all here now. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, all right. Well, thank you so much, Tara. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. It's been great to be here. Thank you. Um, is there anything you want to plug before we say goodbye? Anything to, your, to, the, to the listeners? Thank you. Um, yeah. Like I mentioned, we're still doing our um anniversary fundraiser um and also we have a supporters program that has existed for a couple years where you sign up um at various levels you know as low as three dollars a month um to uh you know be a monthly donor and what you get out of that is um at different levels there are different benefits it starts as you know with our monthly calendar which i guess right now we're not really doing events so maybe bump it up to the five dollar level um but you get you know all the issues of our magazine you get tote bags you get like our t-shirts i mean there's just so many benefits that we send to our supporters and just you know also our undying love so go check out our supporters program um is there anything else what's the, that's wolf it. what's the wolfman website all right so that's the whole thing under unto its own but oh, the wolfman gosh. website is <laughs> wolfmanhomerepair.com um don't ask that's what it is <laughs> perfect all right well thank you tara um, and thanks to all of our listeners uh go buy some stuff from wolfman thank you thank you for listening to the skylight books podcast series Please don't forget to visit our website at skylightbooks.com and make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast for more author talks and bookseller conversations. You can find us on Podbean, iTunes, and Spotify. Stay safe and healthy, and we hope to see you back in our store soon. I see.